the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Tuesday the 15th. You are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation, they provide legal counsel tailored to you. Visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner, and beside me, and alongside me, beside me, I guess, also, is Marsha I'm over here. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here. Rather be sitting here than in traffic on I-81 South. What a horrible, horrible way to start the day. I'm so sorry for the family of uh, apparently there was a um, a fatality in that accident. And uh, when you see the road is a black line instead of red or orange, that is that's a bad thing. Say it looks like uh, traffic is southbound starting to stop at. you know what exit that is? That's the ta- or it's Taylor, Taylor Station, Station, right? Yeah, exit Taylor 8, Station but it's exit, farther and it goes all the way down to the Virginia line too. Um, yeah, so if you're going southbound on 81 into Virginia today or down that direction, Inwood, Bunker Hill, whatnot, um, you're going to be experiencing some significant delays. It is completely stopped Plan on ahead, uh, southbound. Plan ahead, take those tertiary roads. You know, y- y'all all know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the natives know, the locals know which roads to go. It was interesting. We were talking to um, some of the delegates like John Hardy, and we were talking about infrastructure funds, that an idea that has been kicked around is a parallel road off west that the parallels i81 kind of like right. 11 does right 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 but over kind of in the orchard area like west tuscarora that area it's kind of like a release valve mm-hmm. well i mean i'm sure they they have ideas about economic development over there too but it would it could make a lot of difference uh, you know you know of course those are complicated ideas a lot of people would have to give up easements and all right. of that but uh, on a day like today when you see those traffic uh cameras and by the way did you not catch someone going the wrong way on one when you you just flashed on one of those ca- cameras earlier? Yeah, it looked like I, I'm gonna I'm going to assume, and I think it's a safe assumption that it was an emergency vehicle. But they I were hope. going northbound in the closed southbound lanes very very fast. So was, I'm hoping it was an emergency vehicle and not somebody trying to skip traffic. But it does look like as I'm looking at the cameras now, the traffic is starting to slowly creep forward again uh, there at the Inwood exit little southbound on 81. Very little. So it could, you know, there's that area in the construction zone where there are roads, there are lanes mm-hmm. that haven't been opened yet. So maybe that's kind of what we were seeing. But uh, it looks like a really awful accident. And, um, you know, gosh, I, I can't even imagine. I hope... Uh, I hope whoever there was a there was a a, a fatality apparently and someone else uh, they might have been flying out so and it, it hate you hate to kind of say it but it's just kind of like status quo it seems for eighty one anymore every week every week something multiple times a week it seems mm-hmm. yeah that I it, I've gotten to the point where I think I've mentioned whenever my my girls are in town yeah. like check eighty one before you go anywhere Absolutely. maybe don't take eighty one 
um, you know, I'm sure things will get a little better when everything gets opened up at that construction zone, but Bill, this is bad. Yeah, and if you ever need to check on uh, traffic and whatnot, you can always go to West Virginia five or WV511.org. Uh, they have a, it's a great interactive site. It's what we're looking at as we're uh, talking right now. You can click on different traffic cameras and you can see uh, how lanes are moving. But yeah, pretty much right now from Tabler Station all the way to the Virginia line southbound on 81, uh, it is complete gridlock due to a uh, fatal traffic accident. So if you're traveling that way, uh, be, prefer- be prepared for delays. But uh, I do want to say back to Sutton and Janelle. We had Mark Sutton from Sutton and Janelle on yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, that was such a fun conversation with him. It's so nice. I want to have him on again. I think we will, uh, and we do appreciate him being there. Well, Sutton and Janelle being the title sponsor here for Panhandle Live. But um, yeah, it's so interesting talking to uh, you know attorneys because it's kind of like asking for cheats for cheat codes mm-hmm. a little. Doesn't it kind of feel like that like when you're asking a little them? bit free free legal advice? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you're trying to pick what their can brain. We get away with? So you're trying to pick their brain about stuff that uh, you know you may or may not be in that situation. So it's nice to have that information mm-hmm. in your back pocket. I was I I'm going to give a tease a little bit. You know, he, I was surprised at what he said about breathalyzers. And if you want to hear that, you can go to our Facebook page and listen to the full interview. That was very interesting because. Um, yeah, I guess I've always just been told, well, I've always just been under the impression, just kind of do what they ask you to do in that situation, so, you know, yeah. but. It, that was interesting. Yeah, there might be other options uh, if you're ever in that case. But so, yeah, that was a cool conversation with Sutton and Janelle. And, and you know, they don't just do def- defense for, for like traffic infractions. It's also, um, they have a family law uh, wing and I, I'd love to get them on too because there are a lot of misconceptions about what, what your rights and responsibilities are, so. And then we've been um, getting a lot of, um, feedback on the battle buddies guys yesterday mm-hmm. too my goodness what a great excuse me what a great service they're sure. doing i mean i hate to call it a service but uh, it's amazing how they're out helping you know all these veterans out there that need that help but it's so hard for you know and just hearing from veterans and that's why i'm saying this it's so hard for them to reach out for that help because they feel like they're so isolated and having guys like that that know where they're coming from is so nice to hear that I couldn't share that enough. Like the the whole story, I put it on my newscast this morning. And and kudos to D for Den- Denzel yeah. for getting um, those guys in. Uh, two great veterans, and then they also brought another veteran, which mm-hmm. was uh, Sheriff Nathan Harmon, who's a Marine veteran, and um and couldn't say enough great things about the service that uh, Battle Buddy uh, response team provides, and kind of takes a little bit of the the stress off of law enforcement, because I th- I think it was very telling when he said, look, we, you know, we'd love to, but we can't stay at a scene for three hours and deescalate and help someone through that. But, but it's great to have that resource. And these guys know how to talk to, to fellow veterans. Yeah. I thought that was really cool too, hearing them, hearing the sheriff talk about how they're using them because I mean, and like you said, it makes complete sense. They, they, you know, police officers and sheriffs, deputies and whatnot, uh, of course they want to help every single person on a call, but mm-hmm. there's also more than likely multiple other calls that they're also needed on that might need their attention more than the one they're on. So having the, you know, the battle buddies guys there uh, to kind of bring it a little bit more down to earth and not be, you know, like law enforcement talking to, you know, some uh, somebody they came on a call for mm-hmm. it's a you know a soldier talking to a soldier about a situation which i thought was really neat this is really cool and um i i know that they shared our stuff you can find their their contact information uh battle bodies response uh, battle buddy response team excuse me and they have cool shirts and stickers too yeah, which is got, always nice to get the shirt yeah we got to get a, we got to get that shirt hung up but he uh, shared that with us <laughs> but how was your day yesterday it's good uh, i i we got a kayak run in 
So that was cool. I would say, and you were saying uh, water's a little up right yeah, now. Yeah, the huh? water was high. Sometimes we get hung up on the rocks in the creek, but this time was not. That it was a little. It felt a little and like you go white on water. You the, the Opecan, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the, there were a couple little stretches. It felt a little like white water, and I, you know, it felt like you were like going through a chute, <laughs> and you know, using skills and back paddling and stuff. So that was really. I'm not that great. I'm not that good at it, but it was fun. Well, every time I've ever uh, been in a white water situation, I've gotten. Uh, not kicked out of the flu, but I've fallen out of the boat. And uh, and oof, that's very scary to me every time. Literally every time I've gone whitewater rafting, and I have video evidence of the one. It was at a bachelor party, so take that as you will. But we went whitewater rafting right in the middle of the trip uh, on the New River. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going down, and we get to this one point uh, where it's uh, a rapid that they were calling like the wave, where you could kind of wedge the boat into the thing, and you could sit there in the rapid. It was pretty cool. And uh, as we're in that thing, my uh, cousin goes, hey, I want you to flip the boat. To the, you? To the uh, oh. guide. His name was Peanut. The guy's name was Peanut. He wanted Peanut to yeah, flip the boat. He wanted Peanut to flip the boat. And Peanut's like, all right. And uh, what? he does it. He, he, did you guys he, sign waivers to this? <laughs> that I'm not, that I yeah. don't remember. But he flips it, right? And uh, everybody falls oh, out of the boat. It wasn't in like a dangerous spot, like, which is why I did it, right? Um, so the boat flips. Everybody's underwater. We have helmets and stuff on, right? I hit a rock underwater, come up, uh, go up. And when I get to the surface, I'm completely under the boat. That they're already in again, right? Oh, so I'm trying to find. <laughs> Are they like, where's Jordan? <laughs> they had no, they had no idea. So I'm under the boat, trying to find the edge of the boat, and luckily I, <laughs> and it's all on video. Luckily I find it, and I come up, and I'm gasping for air, and everybody's dying laughing. They're like, oh, where were you at? Under well, your yeah, I was underneath you. I'll try not to, you know, suffocate <laughs> under the, or drown in the water. You didn't water. find an air pocket under all that weight. Mm-mm. Not Dang. yet. Not under the amount of weight that was in that boat. Trust me. Yeah, it's yeah, not Disney World, bed. and there are rocks everywhere, and weird currents, and underwater things, and eddies, and swirls. Terrifying. And, yeah, but fun. So if you ask me to go uh, whitewater rafting, I might decline. I, you know, who I admire the the people in the back of the boat, the guides like Peanut, you know, who knew how to flip a boat and you know. Yeah, that, that's I've always been. I've always wanted to be what they call themselves river rats. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to be a river rat, but I could never commit to that lifestyle. I don't know. I think you'd be good at it. Uh, so, yeah. So I, we we did it, and we got we got in right before the kind of weird weather started, and we didn't get bad weather. It just looked really cloudy, and we had a little thunder. We got and, a fair amount of lightning here in town. It seemed. I was seeing it was lighting up my you know apartment. Oh, yeah, didn't it was lose pretty power, crazy. Though? No, it didn't lose any power, and uh, it didn't seem like it was anything other than just rain and a little lightning and just a little nice summer thunderstorm, you know. But uh, that's always I always like a nice thunderstorm, except the dog doesn't seem to like him anymore, which uh, makes that oh. a little bit of a pain. But uh, so it goes as a pet owner. But on the way, we're gonna have Beehive Cafe in to talk about uh, or in to talk about what they're doing at the Beehive Cafe because uh, they brought some of their uh, goodies over last week and they were very good, at least as far as far as I understand. Because by the time I was able to get some, everything was gone. So um, you're just working too hard, and they're in the in the studios. I get you don't stuck know in what's the going on. I know I get stuck in the studios and I go out and I see empty boxes. I'm like. Man. Have you missed a birthday party yet because of that? Because sometimes it's, you know, I, I feel bad for some of the, the folks who are on live during lunchtime. Um, I don't think I have. I've been able, well, if you're bringing, let's see, the last one, we had pizza. That was for your, your mutual birthday with right. Jason. And then we had Taco Bell for Alex, right? Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't miss the Taco Bell uh the Taco Bell meal, that's for sure. I was all over that one. But we'll have Beehive Cafe in a little while. Also, Burlington United Methodist Church is going to be uh, talking in, or talking with us about some of the stuff that they have going on, um, which I thought I heard you talking about that yesterday, and it seemed like they have a lot of pretty cool things going on. Well, the, um, the, the Burlington, this one, the Burlington United Methodist Church, uh, they're talking a lot about their parents as teachers, 
um, and and foster care efforts so, right. in the state. So. so stick around for that. We'll have more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Here I am. And joining us in studio <laughs> are the ladies from Beehive Cafe. How are you all doing this morning? Good. So we have uh, Monica and Denise. Welcome in. Yes, thank, thank you. I was saying they, they look like summer. <laughs> well, it's it feels pretty nice outside today, too, so I don't blame them. I love that. So um, tell us, the con- I, either one of you can take this. What's the concept behind the Beehive? Well, we are a plant-based cafe. We're in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, and um, we everything we serve is vegan. And um, we are just, we're all about community. We want to just share a healthy way of living with, with our community. We want to um, just help those who, you know, may not otherwise, you know, have the money to, to have a meal too. We have a whole program for, um, you know, paying, paying it, it forward. forward. Yeah. Nice. So when you say plant-based, that doesn't necessarily, some people immediately think vegan, right? It is vegan. Okay. Yeah. So you are fully we, vegan. We are. Cool. We, yeah. And that's pretty nice. That's always nice. It's always a nice change of pace, I think, when you go to some place and you might not know a, like beforehand that it's a plant-based or vegan place. You walk in and then uh, it always makes you feel a little bit better, I think, leaving because especially if you get something to eat, you're like, feel oh, healthier. Yeah, you always feel a little lighter. You know, <laughs> right. you're not bogged down. You know the grease and everything that's, that's in right. some dirt, different stuff. Uh, but when did you guys get started with the Beehive Cafe? You said when? Yeah. Our grand opening was May 20. So, oh, wow. So, fairly yeah. new. Yeah, fairly it is new. fairly new. So how have things been going since you've uh, started up? Very good. The response has been overwhelming. Really? Yeah. So people have been wanting this. Yes. I mean, some people have come in and just been really excited, like, oh, this is vegan, really? And this isn't really, you know, meat? And we've been waiting for something like this and looking for something. So it's it's really been a good response. See, I know I'm looking at uh, your uh, menu here, and I see Texas barbecue uh, sandwiches, <laughs> deli sandwiches, eggless uh, salads. Um, is it hard to try and find different, uh, I guess... Like recipes, yeah, versions? Yeah, options, of, like vegan options for people that maybe, you know, aren't like uh, too privy to the vegan, you know, type of foods, if that uh, question makes any it's sense. It's a lot easier now <laughs> than years ago. Years ago, you really had to do everything from scratch. Right. Um, there's more things out there now that you can kind of use those to supplement some of the things that you do. Um, but a lot of stuff we just do from scratch. Right. It kind of works out better. You and, know what's in it then. And I think a lot of people, I, uh, for what, a couple of years ago, I guess, I uh, went through a couple of stages where I was doing the pescatarian mm-hmm. diet. So I was only eating fish and seafood and stuff because I can't stop eating seafood in the summertime. Um, <laughs> so but it was a good thing, time. Might oh, as well. It was great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, but one thing I found that made it very easy, which I was surprised, were all the different options for, you know, vegan things that it's very easy to trick yourself into thinking, especially with all the soy based, uh, you know, right, products yes. out there. It's very easy to trick yourself into thinking, you know, that this is a normal like piece of bacon, right? right. It even looks like a piece of bacon, it cooks like a piece of bacon, but it's all, you know, plant based right. and soy based. Yeah, right. We've had many people come into our restaurant not having a clue that we were vegan. Really? And even 
finishing their meal and we would come out and talk to them and just say, you know, hey, how was everything? And they're like, oh, it was great. And we would say, you know, well, how long have you been vegan? What? What, what do you mean? <laughs> wow. and, and they had no clue. <laughs> so it was speaking of that, so have you guys been vegan a long time yourselves or at, is that no, a process? No. It's kind of a process. Mm-hmm. Um, vegetarian probably first because there's, I actually gave dairy up first. And now that dairy is the big, like, is that uh, hard? That's, that's, the, the that's the spot where the vegan and vegetarian mix, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's only probably been, you know, a couple, three years maybe that I've been vegan. Hey, the dairy will be tough for me to well, pass up as I sit here. Hard. Yeah, cheese. the cheese. And as I sit here every morning and drink a thing of chocolate milk. Right. right. Yeah, that, that would be the hardest thing for me. So, but what, what drives someone into that choice? Is it purely health? Is it environmental? I mean, for you, was it? You wanted to try something different? It was for health. Um, I just prefer kind of natural type things. Um, And then when I was getting to the point of menopause, and I read that soy helped with that. Hot flashes was the last thing I wanted. I don't like being hot. (laughs) And um, so soy helped, and I thought, can't stand soy milk. The thought of it just... Mm. I couldn't dunk my cookies in it. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> like, what is soy? I can get milk out of soy. Yeah, right? wrong. <laughs> but I did it just for that purpose. And then it doesn't take long. And next thing you know, you know, it's in your cereal and you're dunking your cookies in it. <laughs> and um, the thought of going back just to regular cow's milk is... Mm. That's distasteful now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about you? Um, let's see. I My mother became vegetarian when I was five years old. So I've been vegetarian pretty much all my life. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's only been a few years, I guess, that we went vegan and we did go away to like a, um, a lifestyle center, um, for, for health reasons and, and they really pushed it there. And we've watched, you know, several movies, you know, forks over knives is a big one. Um, the, oh, what's that other one? The. Oh, I can't think of it right See, now. There's so many documentaries on yes, Netflix that you can watch are. and you'll think, yes. man, you know what? I'm never going to touch a piece right. of chicken. Absolutely. I'm never going to touch a donut, nothing, right? I'm not going to ever touch it again. I've uh, watched a handful of those before and you yeah. stop yeah. watching those. You're like, you know what? I do need to start thinking about yeah. you know, what yeah. I'm doing with my uh, produce and whatnot that I'm getting. I have to ask. So when you're, when you're talking about vegan, vegetarian lifestyle, I think some people, okay, I'm going to talk about my, would think about, okay, what am I giving up? What am I losing? What am I missing? But whenever I look at your at your salad and and or your your menu, we we look at salads. You also have desserts and mac and cheese and things right. that you know feel like comfort food. Right, right. So you know how much how much of that is like just you know encouraging folks to to come over to that side by not missing so making much. it a little easier for yeah. them. Right? Absolutely, yeah. and there yeah. Are, yeah, there are definitely things on our menu that. I, I don't personally call like mm-hmm. necessarily healthy, like right, really right, healthy. right. But they, it is a transition. You know, mm-hmm. we do want people to realize that you can eat really tasty food that is not animal based. Yeah, um, it's, I feel like it is a pretty big leap. I mean, I I talk like I did it for years. I Man, I did it for like two years, <laughs> but uh, it, it is a pretty big leap. Especially, I mean, my whole life I grew up, you know, eating steaks in the weekends, burgers, right. hot dogs mm-hmm. in the summertime, sure. going to ball games, doing all that. And uh, you do think, like like you said, Marcia, that what am I? I'm giving up all of these things to try this. But then once you start to kind of you know look into it a little deeper, and like I was saying, there's so mm-hmm. many different alternatives out there, and you can get cauliflower mac and cheese that tastes mm-hmm. just right. as good as mm-hmm. you know normal mac and cheese and whatnot. It it is pretty easy to uh, get into it. But what made you guys decide to start up? Uh, you know the beehive. Yeah, it's it's cafe? more than just like <clears throat> eating the food, yeah. but when yes. when you're talking about serving it and as a business, right? 
Well, like I said, we are we are a lot about um, you know educating our community. Um, so we not only intend to to have this cafe, we also plan to actually hold classes, hold cooking classes, um, health classes, things about natural remedies, mm-hmm. um, right. hydrotherapy, you know, many things. So it, it's it's bigger than just this. Well, if you uh, have any throat soothing remedies uh, that are natural, <laughs> I've been we think dying you breathed in, in a today. bug. Uh, I, I got something stuck in my throat. I keep coughing. That's why I have the mask on. Is it crawling? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. It I bet they have morning. honey over there. You guys probably have honey stuff, right? We don't have honey. No? <laughs> no. No, the honey is, is not vegan, correct? That's yeah, what it is. It's not yeah. vegan. Wow, okay. Because well, it's byproducts, right? Any byproduct? Yeah, of an animal. comes from an animal. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. So I was from wrong. a bee. It's not <laughs> an animal. So... <laughs> I could ask a thousand questions about this, but you, do you guys mostly make everything from scratch or do, is it kind of a, um, you know, do, do you source things locally and use that? You we know, do. We, we source starters? some things locally. We get our microgreens um, locally from Mountain Fresh and um, we get our maple syrup from a local um, source as well. And we're working on some other options there too. I think the only like meat, product is that we use right now is um for our breakfast things we use the beyond sausage and the just already egg product stuff. already prepared yeah. yeah already prepared. so what is beyond. the beyond sausage beyond is just a brand like you know there's beyond meat oh okay okay or impossible yeah. burger mm-hmm. oh, okay see so yeah. that's what those I was kind of brands yeah, yeah. They, but like for our deli meat and our egg salad and right. all those that's things, all we, right. we all make made those all from scratch. Oh, neat. Wow. Yeah. So do you have a uh, favorite menu item? Oh, that's like picking your favorite kid. That's I'm why sure I asked. Fair to ask that's that. why I got to ask. I got to ask the tough what questions What is your here. go-to right now? Because it might oh, change. Boy. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's probably the barbecue because the one, the one good thing, too, is you can have a salad and put the barbecue on top of it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I've done that with steak then, salads before. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so you do that, and then there's the barbecue dressing that goes along with it, and there you go. Yeah. You know, you got your salad and your meat. Right. <laughs> air quotes, air quotes, air meat. Quotes, yeah. right. What about you, Monica? Um, I do love the haystacks, the haystack bowl. You know, it's you know got some... Some chips and chili and cheese sauce and lettuce and it's just yeah it's a big yeah. pile of yummy goodness. It seems like you got everybody covered pretty much from sun up to sundown for uh, <laughs> food options. What are your guys's uh, hours? You're open early, open late. Right now we're open Thursdays, Fridays, and Sundays. So Thursday, eleven to five, right. Friday eleven to three, and Sunday from nine to five. Awesome. And then uh, how can people get in touch with you? Can they order? Can, do you deliver? Do you do DoorDash? Do you do anything along those lines? Not right now. There's nothing like that available in Berkeley Springs. But oh, we, yeah. You can order online. Um, go to beehivecafe.com, and there's an order button. You can order through there and pick up. Um, yeah. Well, and you didn't really explain. We mm-hmm. t- said something about the paying it forward. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We have, there's people that have wanted to tip or whatever, and so we have a little thing, but that money goes to it's there's a board and there's different little things you can get a smoothie you can get a salad so if somebody comes in and really can't afford something they can take one of those slips off and somebody's already paid for it oh for wow it. that's really cool that is really neat such yes. a cool way to bring the community yeah. together and something like that exactly. too and uh, it actually happened to me the other day i was uh, at a drive through here locally and the person in front of me uh, bought my meal for oh, me and i was wow. like i pull up and i go to my car and he goes oh 
the guy already got it. And I was That's like, awesome. man, so what did people, what did people get behind me get? And they're like, oh, it wasn't too much. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Kept it going, right? That's fun. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great to talk to you guys and learn more about this lifestyle because that's it's a lifestyle choice. Yes, it is. And uh, to know that, that there are desserts on the vegan side. Sure. <laughs> There's a lovely and barbecue. Sure. And barbecue. I was thinking, is that is that something you take your dad to and say, hey, dad, we're getting Texas barbecue today? Hey, I on, think so. On Father's Day. It, Absolutely. Because uh-huh. if you don't, I've, with what I've come to find out with vegan options, that if you don't tell somebody that it's a vegan mm-hmm. meal or vegan thing, they will have no idea. <laughs> I, nine times out of 10, mm-hmm. they'll have no idea unless you put a block of tofu in front of them. And then uh, sure you put a block of tofu in there, then um, well, they'll yes. know. You've got to do something more exciting yeah. with that block of tofu. <laughs> Ooh, deviled eggs. Deviled oh, eggs. Well, They're not real eggs. Well, that's where you lose me. See, that's where you lose me. I'm yeah, out of the conversation on that one. Well, anyways, uh, I appreciate y'all coming in and speaking with us a little Thank bit. We'll have you. this uh, talk on our Facebook page a little bit later on today. But stick around. We'll have more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, attorneys at law. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle. You can visit their new historic location at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it before the break, we had the ladies in from Beehive Cafe over in Berkeley Springs. And my goodness, it sounds like they have a pretty cool operation going on. I'm looking at their menu, and I cannot believe all the things that they've made in the vegan style that look like they could never be made. Oh, I know. And then right before they left, uh, they showed us a picture of uh, deviled, deviled eggs. eggs, which I am about as anti of a deviled eggs person as it could get. Love eggs. Uh-huh. I love everything that are part but of deviled eggless. eggs. But it's eggless. Right. It's an eggless And I totally, I was looking at it. I was like, man, those eggs look, uh, they actually they look, look pretty legitimate. good. They look Yeah. And she goes, well, they're not really eggs. Huh. I'm like, huh. You know what? The, so the desserts, I saw carob cream pie. That looks yummy. And they have donuts and berry bars too. So, I, you know, I and could go. I could find some stuff. And, oh, yeah. I could find some stuff. I think we could do like. a little damage at uh, Beehive mm-hmm. Cafe if we yep. had the opportunity. Go to lunch. Absolutely. But we do have our next guest on the line. It's Melody Cook from Burlington United Methodist Church. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. Nice to meet you. So we're we're talking about the family services arm, um, and you are you've got a master in social work. Did I read that right? I do. I actually have my master's from Salisbury University. Well, congratulations. And um, so one of the areas of uh, focus for your your services, your ministry, as it were, is uh, kids in need, kids in the foster care. And uh, we've got uh, we've got around seven thousand kids in West Virginia who are in foster care, and a large group of those are with family members, like kin care. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, talk about that. Talk about what you guys have discovered and how you're trying to help uh, families. Well, Burlington United Methodist Family Services actually originally started out as an orphanage um, back in Burlington, West Virginia, clear in 1913. Um, so now we're a diverse family services organization. Um, so we actually do have residential care. We offer foster care, adoption Um, A lot of different community-based services programs as well. Um, And so many of the programs that we offer that are community-based services actually do work directly with a lot of these families who have children within the foster care system. Um, We are in every county in West Virginia um, able to serve families and the children that ultimately need that extra support. 
So you have a, a, do you still have a group home in Burlington? Do you have group homes in other areas? There is. There's actually a full campus in Burlington, West Virginia. It has a school. It has several different houses for the different ages of children. We have other campuses as well across West Virginia. Another large one is actually in Beckley. And um, so these are, the children are housed there as well. It's yes. Mm-hmm. More of what you would consider the traditional orphanage. As, as a residential care, yes. Right. So, uh, you know, as I mentioned at the, at the top of the interview, uh, West Virginia has, you know, for the size population, we have 7,000 kids in foster care um, is a pretty large number. That's got to be concerning for you guys. What are some of the areas that are most concerning whenever you're talking about someone who doesn't have, a, you know, a, a safety net like that to fall back on? Families that are in foster care, um, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into that. As far as working with the child um, who is now a foster child, they have had to go through quite a few different things. You know, they're in a house that they're not familiar with. Many times they're in an area that they're not familiar with. They may have been moved counties. Um, And so programs like ours, the Parents as Teachers Program, Home Visitation Program, we're able to work with families whether they're foster families or not, to help make that a little bit easier for them by providing an overall support system for them. Um, So we're able to offer them connection to resources that they might need, helping them make sure that they are getting what that child needs in their home, the support that is going to help make their life a little bit easier, um, help kind of reduce the stress that foster parents might have going into this process. Um, You know, there's a lot of different things that can go on that can obviously make that to be a little bit stressful. And so we're there to help kind of alleviate that a little bit. Um, Somewhat can sometimes hold their hand through the process, you know, let them know that we're here to support them. Um, We actually do developmental screenings on the children in our program um, to get them on the right track if they do need help um, with delays and things like that as well. Now, has uh, the pandemic kind of affected the way that you've had to, you know, uh, do this work, this social work with foster care? And has it, do you think the pandemic has had an adverse effect on, you know, the foster care system just as a whole? Um, Well, I actually do not work within the foster care system, but from what um, is kind of happening across the state, there has been a, a decrease in the amount of families that are open right now providing services. And a lot of that can be because of covid We've had to alter the way that we are doing things like trainings. A lot of that had to be done over Zoom, over virtual platforms. Um, We are starting to do more of those in person. Um, So, for instance, as well, our home visitation program through parents and teachers, we typically would be in the home um, weekly, biweekly, once a month, depending on the needs of the family. We had to switch that over to doing um, either phone visits, Zoom visits, or what have you to make sure that our families were still receiving the services that they needed um, while also being safe while doing so. So a lot of that has actually turned into doing things like drop-offs, writing by, dropping off some books, dropping off activity kits, things like that to the families. Let them know that we still are there. We still care and appreciate them. 
um, while also letting them know that there are things that they can still get into to have fun with the kids and just support them. Yeah, I mean, with social work, I mean, it's a social job. So, I mean, during the pandemic, you couldn't go out and do, you know, your face-to-face interactions, which is uh, what I'm assuming is a, you know, vast part of your job. So I'm I'm sure that uh, that was a pretty taxing time here for the last year, you know, almost plus now, uh, trying to get, you know, the service that the people that you're servicing need, but also keep everybody safe at the same time. Absolutely. It was challenging, and we've made it work, and we are happy to be able to do a lot more things now in person, um, provided certain COVID guidelines and things like that. And I know our families are super appreciative to have us um, in person, and we're just super happy to be able to see them as well because we've missed our families too. So, uh, Melody, when when we opened the show, we talked a lot about foster care and, and kinship care. But when you're when you're focusing on the parents as teachers program, uh, can you clarify? Are these kids that are still with, in their intact homes with a family, with a mom or dad, and this is just kind of augmenting care and, and support for them? Well, it actually varies. Fortunately, the Parents as Teachers program is able to work with any type of family. So we do have uh, foster families. We have kinship families. We have families that are just your traditional families. Um, We can serve anyone within our age range that wants services, provided that they're in the area that we serve. We talk a lot with um, social workers in in our community, and and one of the things that we uh, come to realize is that some sometimes it, there are, there are legacy issues that maybe someone grew up in a home where it was dysfunctional or they didn't have a good modeling of behavior or parenting behavior for them, and sometimes uh, when they have their own kids, they really want to do a good job, but they they don't have those skills kind of innately. Do you guys find yourselves? Um, you know, these light bulb moments for some of these uh, small little family units where they're like, well, I never realized we could do this. I didn't realize we could eat at home all the time. I didn't realize we could, you know, have books at home and, and that would make such a big difference in the kids' school. Sure, absolutely. A lot of the things that we do, you know, it is trying to kind of come over those um, generational uh, barriers that maybe some families, they, they just didn't learn certain attachment skills with their children. They didn't have that growing up. Um, so a lot of times we are teaching them those things. We're modeling for them, you know, what attachment looks like. We're helping them understand what that means. You know, you can't spoil a baby is one of the things that we say pretty often. You know, it's important to be able to hold them and care for them. And and we also are able to work with families on another level, so not just with the child, but we provide them a lot of support as far as making sure that they're able to reach the goals that they would like for their family or obtain personal goals that they have while also linking them up to their resources that would make that um, possible for them as well. We're speaking with Melody Cook from Burlington United Message Church talking about their Parents as Teachers Supervisor program. So are you looking for, you know, volunteers or more people to help out uh, with this program? Um, What we're looking for right now is actually program participants. So we are trying to get families who want to enroll in our program. Um, The Parents with Teachers program is a great program in that there's no income or eligibility requirements, and it's completely free. So provided that the children within the home are either um, birth through kindergarten or there is a prenatal mother in the home, we can actually open them up for services. And what does that look like? Are you are, are you guys providing services on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, or does it depend on the family? It really depends on the family. It depends on the needs of the family. We also have certain guidelines that we cover as well through our program requirements. 
Um, but for the most part, families are seen either once or twice a month, and then maybe more as needed. You know, we um, bring together a lot of folks when we're talking about um, issues of kids and the potential for drug abuse, and, and we talk about ACEs, adverse childhood experiences here, uh, especially under the auspices of the Martinsburg Initiative. How big of a difference is it uh, when there can be some intervention and some extra love and help in those early years? Well, that's what's so great about our program is we are really an intervention program as well. So we are able to get in there and try to help work on some of those factors that do potentially make for ACEs in a family. Um, So we're able to help parents who have already experienced some of those adverse childhood experiences to work on overcoming those so that their children may or may not experience those same types of situations. Um, And one way that we do that within our program is we have a variety of different screenings that we do with families as well as caregivers. Um, So we include a mental health screening that we work on to, you know, work on things like depression and anxiety. We do an overall family screening just to see if their needs are being met as they should be as well as domestic violence screenings as well with our families. So that ends up being something that pertains directly to ACEs, as many of those things that I just mentioned are actually one of the ACEs scores. So you're you're here, you've got a presence in the panhandle, you want to help. How can folks find out more information? Well, there's several different ways. Um, so they can actually go on to the Burlington United Methodist Family Services website and look for parents and teachers in the services drop-down. They can call us directly. Uh, our phone number, which is 304-260-5884, and ask for the Parents and Teachers Program. We do have several different Facebook pages as well for the different counties that we serve. Um, for instance, we have Parents and Teachers Berkeley County for those that are interested in seeing more about what we're doing in that county. Um, but we actually we do serve all of the eight counties of the Eastern Panhandle, so that's something to keep in mind as well. That's good to know. Absolutely. We're speaking with Melody Cook from Burlington United Methodist Church. Thank you for uh, calling in and telling us about this because this seems like a uh, very important program that you guys are doing. And it sounds like uh, it's not just a you know child-specific program, but you're really helping the whole family. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, I appreciate you calling in this morning to Panhandle Live. Thank you. Take care. Bye. And stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, a full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik, and I think tomorrow uh, is their ribbon cutting for their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. From 1 to 3. From 1 to 3, so that'd be pretty cool. I'll be interested to see what the inside of that building looks like. Yeah, so I almost asked him, but I didn't want to put him on the spot, like... How much of the building can we traipse through if we go there? I don't know. I mean, that, interesting because I'd love to. Well, he said there's basketball minds. courts still there, and I can only think of the old YMCA from when I was a kid up in Hagerstown, which was like walking into a 1900s, you know, textbook, seeing uh-huh. old uh, athletic buildings <laughs> and stuff. I mean, the elevated running track. You had the court at the bottom. You had all the little uh, YMCA like hotel room, dormitory rooms around that were turned into really? like weight rooms and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Neat. Yeah, it is pretty neat. Oh, also, we uh, were checking the uh, traffic mm-hmm. uh, here on 81 southbound after the fatal accident this morning. It looks like once you get past Inwood, uh, traffic is moving uh, just as good as normal, but it looks like now it's just a pretty normal Inwood uh, construction traffic backup. So, yeah, that, that backup that usually happens uh, prior to Tabler Station on, on the southbound side, just check your, your favorite uh, traffic uh, site before you uh, traipse out <laughs> out the door this morning. By the way, I've been looking at the parents as teachers uh, Facebook pages. They have they have a separate page for Jefferson, Morgan, Berkeley counties, and uh, some neat little little items there about events and uh, uh, great pictures about um, uh, SNAP benefits and and food and and reading and other little uh, events for families in the area. So it's a good uh, good resource if you've got kidlets. Yeah, if you missed it before the break, we had uh, Melody Cook from Burlington United Methodist Church on to talk about the Parents as Teachers, uh, Parents as Teachers Supervisors uh, program that they're doing. Also before that, we had the ladies from Beehive Cafe uh, over in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia in to talk about all the cool stuff they have at their plant-based uh, cafe as Marcia slides the menu <laughs> over to me and I immediately am drawn to the breakfast items which look uh, so, so good. You got cheesy grits, which... I could eat cheese grits every second of the day. Uh, and vegan cheese grits is very uh, interesting I, yes, to me. Yes. To me, I'm like, how are, how are they doing that? How do they do that? And, of course, they have all the teas and smoothies and salads that you want and mm-hmm. all the barbecue. And they said right now they're open Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, but they have already been asked to open an extra day. So I think they're just kind of building their – because, you know, they said they open May 20th. So yeah. it hasn't even been a month. Uh-uh. But apparently, it's it's being well received. Yeah, I think that's I think it's a pretty cool idea to be the Beehive Cafe, 100% plant based, uh, over in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, at 99 North Washington Street in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. Very nice. So uh, you haven't done the vegan, plant based, vegetarian lifestyle at all. I have not. I've I've uh, funded my daughters. You know. It, experiments in that you know mm-hmm. they'll they'll go and they try a lot of different things and sometimes it is vegan sometimes it's uh you know just uh the low-fat option sometimes it's the cauliflower pizza crust or oh, yeah well the mac and cheese or whatever the cauliflower stuff is great you can get i just had cauliflower mac and cheese the other day for you know a meal but and you um, didn't know the difference except when i looked at the box yeah yeah but so no i think it just, tastes just as good if someone just served it to you you wouldn't know I, I would say the only thing that would be the big giveaway is if you're used to mac and cheese that's like really thick mm-hmm. mac and cheese i think that would be the only giveaway because i don't know and i might just not be versed enough in vegan cheese or whatnot but i haven't ever i haven't found one yet that replicates a nice thick you know mac and cheese mm-hmm. which is always so so good but I'm amazed at the, at the offerings they have and some of them really look like comfort food so and uh don't um, don't sleep on tofu either. I love to- tofu. Firm tofu. You put it in a frying pan, mm-hmm. fry that thing up, throw a little seasoning you, you on know it. What that, that's just proof that you put good barbecue sauce on anything. <laughs> it tastes good. <laughs> you can put barbecue sauce on rice and it'll taste just as good. Yeah, I think that's probably a college meal. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah, that was definitely a college meal for uh, longer after college than I would like to admit. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but yeah, you can check out the Beehive Cafe over in Berkeley Springs and... Um, yeah, you got anything planned for today? I don't think it's supposed to even get into the 80s today. I am going to a cool event over at the hospital this afternoon. They've they've got um they're opening up their surgery center to the reporters. They they're doing a lot of cool stuff with the neurosciences, Whoa. and they've got um 
so they they can do some of the stuff remotely. They can map out your brain, and, and I'll have a story about this tomorrow. Oof, well, I'm glad so. I'm not going. They don't need to see what's no, going not, on in my brain. Not, I, I'm not offering up my brain to be mapped. That's not <laughs> that's not what this job is about. I'm covering it though. But the, I know last time they let us in, they they let Mike um, play around with the equipment. Ooh, so well, I don't know if they'll let me do that. Well, it's a good thing I'm not going because they probably don't want to see my brain, and they definitely don't want me messing around okay. uh, with their equipment. We'll that's see. For they sure. might they might have us cordoned off. Just just watch. Don't touch anything. Oh, well, we'll see you tomorrow on Panhandle Live. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.